board games, like video games for the socially able. Shut up, old man. You're listening to No Rerolls Radio from norerolls.co.uk. Hello and welcome to No Rerolls Radio, uh, part of the No Rerolls uh, blog. Um, you join us for episode three. Uh, and as we all know, good things comes in threes. So, uh, why don't we get tonight's episode started off by? Uh, how about you introduce it, Stuart? Sure. Um, today's well, tonight's today's episode is all about gaming stores. They're kind of crucial to um, growing the hobby and a great place to sort of find out new things and meet mm. groups. But. In this country, and I dare say in many, given the sort of niche value of it, they're not very prevalent. And um, certainly, when when we were younger, there were definitely not many around, especially, again, in this country. But we'll, we'll, we'll touch on why that was yeah. a little bit later. But I think we'll just start off with the usual sort of, you know, Hi, how are you? What have you been up to? Mm. That's at you, Alex. Yeah. Um, okay, so what I've been up to? Well, I've been off on holiday this couple of weeks, just chilling around, getting some stuff sorted for future, firstly, blogs, and secondly, uh, uh, sort of my local, as you'll probably be aware, my local VTM game I run, and actually visiting quite a few uh, little gaming and hobby stores just so we could get a background for this as well from my side. You've done homework. I, I did homework by accident. I'm impressed. <laughs> As a teacher, that that immediately gives you points with me. Oh, God. No. No, I thought I escaped. You you get a beige star. A beige? That's like... You've got to work your way up to the metallics. Oh, well, that's that's nasty, man. Like, come on. Like, I've known you for years. That should help. Okay, how about, how about a burnt umber star? I'll, I'll take that. That, that, that kind of sounds almost like bronze if you say it quick enough, so I'll be fine with that. What about yourself? You've done some pretty big things this last couple of weeks. Oh, I, I was away on holiday for two weeks. I'm lucky enough that I get six, week, six weeks off in summer, so the first two of them were spent in Florida with my family. There were 13 of us. Yeah, too many people. Uh, too many. That's the, the dingles on tour. The d- um, <laughs> I was going to say the Hollywood hillbillies, but no. There's nothing Hollywood <laughs> about us. I just suppose there was nothing about it. Yeah. That, that. <laughs> anyway, that, that was fantastic. And then a week sort of visiting family and things down south because, you know, some of my family wasn't there. Had to go and see them. Mm. Yeah, Catch was, up with the rest of them. No, it, it, it was good. We got to go and see bits and bobs. And surprisingly, I got a little bit of gaming done in that time as well. Really? Um, yeah, I took some. I, I took one game with me. What was that? Which was a little deck builder called Star Realms, which was created by some Magic the Gathering champions. Mm. So on the one hand, it's a deck builder, and I'm, I'm just <sighs> deck builders take my money. Mm. But Star Realms is more competitive feeling. All right. And okay. A lot more, a lot more sort of direct confrontation than I'm used to in deck building games. So it was really good to try it out, and it's a game that has been sitting on my shelf for a little while, and I never got. And it's good to finally get around to playing it, and it's one that um, my wife really enjoyed as well. So it's going to get a lot of play, hopefully. 
That's not too bad then. Um, when I was there as well, I'll come to the shopping experience later, but I popped into quite a well-known chain of shops in Florida called Kill Stuff Inc. Um, they actually respond to the Dice Tower, who are a far more popular and better podcast than us. And um, they're well, quite a bit... They're well-known. They've got a large online store. And it was nice to sort of visit the store. And I picked up the new edition of the Game of Thrones card game. There's another <clears throat> edition of that? Second edition. Oh, good God. Shut up. I picked up the sequel to Coup, which is Coup Rebellion G54. And I picked up the last expansion for Cosmic Encounter because I cannot find that in the UK. You don't need it. It's a terrible game. It is an awful, awful game. No. That Stuart cheats it. It's fantastic. (laughs) It's fantastic. Um, Uh Yes, we did Uh that. Um, We came back to the UK. We picked up two games when we were down in Falkirk and Stirling area. We picked up um, Star Wars Rebellion, which was... Right. Oh my god, it's massive. It's fantastic, though. You're playing really? basically the whole... The whole Galactic Civil War. Mm. Oh, right. Cool. Is that the one you had on your thingy about? Where you had like Mon Mothma and all that? I've only played twice so far and both times I was the Empire. Um, The first time I won quite early but a lot of that was down to luck. Wait, wait, wait. You made that sound like a bad thing. They have some of the best No, no, no. But the first time time I won it was largely down to luck. I sort of stumbled onto their base and it happened to be with a big fleet. The second time... um, Yeah, fair enough. It was a lot more sort of hard fought, and actually, it was in my very final turn that I managed to find and destroy the rebel, the rebel base. After a couple of turns previously, having <laughs> found it and failed and failing to destroy it, so the, the emperor himself led the fleet. Oh well, well, well I sent to where I actually thought the rebel base was, and it wasn't there. So it was like, right, where, where, where are those ships? Okay, there's some ships there. <laughs> get your ass on that ship. Go. And he flew a Star Destroyer into the Rebel base. <laughs> it was a good game. God. Yeah, it definitely looks like it from the pictures I saw. It looks almost like uh, on par with Risk and stuff like that. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. Um, I've got a wee... I'm meeting up with my role-playing group on Thursday. And we're going to sit down for a chat about what we want to do next. Uh, I've got a couple of ideas. Hmm. Yeah, I was kind of going through my RPG collection the other day, and I've got something mm. like sixteen gigs uh, worth. Major's one that I'd like to that I like to look off, maybe street level, which wouldn't be a million miles away from the Dresden Files game that we've done. What's what that about? Oh, basically, you know, street with level. All the darkness, the scope can be so varied from um, national, international, um, local, or street level, or. In the case of Mage, you can go to Cosmic level. Um, mm. But Street level is all about just living hand-to-mouth, basically being on the streets. It's a very, very, very local game. Almost like uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, even more like um, Cyberpunk 2020. Yeah, or to pick a reference that people would actually get, Shadowrun. 
Oh, thanks. Nobody's I'm apparently going to get Cyberpunk 2020. Well, the <sighs> nice way to address our viewers. Have <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, in comparison to that, like I, I went into a couple of stores this weekend because I had two weeks off and I thought, eh, we've got to do something for the blog. Um, so that's basically why I was asking what this week's topic was. So tried uh, one you might okay, be familiar we'll with six to we'll, hit we'll do, a sort of general, we'll do a sort of general thing on oh. what we look for and then we can look at specific, specific stores, what they do well what yeah, they don't certainly. do so well because <clears throat> I mean there's one near yeah, you that certainly. I'm going to rag on quite heavily <laughs> um, yeah. fair enough so our topic for this week is stores and let's just start with what would you look for in a particularly good hobby store. Friendly and attentive staff. Now, I know that sounds like shop 101, but I've been into some gaming stores where unfortunately the the thing is, if you don't know the owner, it kind of seems like you're out of place or they don't make any contact with you and it can really put you off Would going back like into that store that, you know, not particularly because they're... The one I wanted to say about was in Dundee, where I used to live. However, I did get to know the guys a bit better, and it was okay. But the first initial time, I can't honestly remember the name of it. Uh, No, Uh, the other one, Major Arcana, that's the one. Um, It did did seem very magic-based, and me not being a magic player... Yeah, me being not a non-magic player and the flatmate who I lived with who I did most of my role-playing with, he didn't like magic either. Uh, we walked in, the first thing they were doing was magic and we kind of just like went over to the RPG stuff and they just didn't come near nor by, which I, I can understand. Two guys walk into your store, go over to the RPG section, you're kind of like, mm, I'm going to leave them be. The store that uh, I probably <laughs> had the more negative experience this with, and not every time, they're quite inconsistent. Sometimes I actually quite a nice chat mm. with them. And other times it's just you feel ignored or an inconvenience is Static Games in Glasgow. I am afraid I don't really know much about it. I've heard the name and I've heard and it can be absolutely very much great. similar I mean, the same that, that, And they are quite knowledgeable staff, which I think is also quite important. Yeah, someone who knows their yeah, product rather than just being just a face. Sort of run through some of those. I, I found most hobby stores tend to be run or, or at least staffed by people who are interested in the hobby. Yeah, which does help with the yeah, overall so experience. Static Games, very knowledgeable staff. Um, Black Lion, I was able to ask quite detailed... In, in Edinburgh, I was able to ask quite detailed questions about books and get a good answer. I was able to get um, yeah. some good answers on some questions I had in Cool Stuff Inc. when I was in Florida. I cannot speak highly enough about the guy who runs... Um, common ground games in Stirling, which is my favourite store, and I would. They were welcoming, but beyond that, they didn't weren't able to tell me much. Uh, when it came to mm. Major Arcana, the same store that you had the wee issue with, I found them quite friendly and welcoming. But beyond magic, they didn't seem to have many answers when I asked them questions. Yeah, no, no. You're saying like just touching on again what you're saying. Um, uh, yeah, Black Lion Gaming. I also have to say like the guy who runs it, really, really cool guy, and always up for a laugh, always up for a joke. Like what I appreciate is someone who's not. I do like attentive staff, but I don't like the sycophant. 
sort of, I might as well just hold your hand and show you what I want to tell you about. And he, what he does is kind of cool. You'll be looking around, he'll come up, ask a few things, you'll have a laugh and a joke, and I end up spending some money in there. And you don't feel pressured into doing that. Like, I've walked in several times and just explained I'm looking around and we'll still have a nice laugh and a joke, and it's it's really nice. And the knowledge does help. Like, you can ask about a game and it may be really vague, and he's like, oh, I don't know personally, but I know so-and-so who did that, and it's really, really fun that I've heard. And, and that's nice to hear, rather than, as you're saying, that like, you ask somebody and they go, uh, no. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah. Che- cheers, the buddy. The thing <laughs> there was, I mean, Games Workshop, for example, has staff who, you would definitely call them attentive, but perhaps at times overly so? Overly so. Yeah. I completely agree. Like I like I like Games Workshop. There we go. Oh, sorry, Warhammer Store. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I have to admit, like they can be over attentive. Like every time I go in there, they think. Well, the thing is, they know me quite well enough that every time I walk in, they're like, "What have you forgotten, Alex?" It's like, uh, uh, "Cheers, cheers, mate." <laughs> not that silly, but yes, I do keep forgetting. When it comes to Games Workshop, it's worth giving a bit of background at this point about the UK and about Scotland and about the lack of game stores for many years. Um, With Warhammer, Warhammer 40,000 and the other Games Workshop titles being the biggest sort of games around when it came to war games, they really dominated the market when it came to high street hobby stores. I think that... Yeah. I mean, they were the major first one, if you think about it, that really took off into mainstream Well, think about the game, the shops that you would have grown up with and I would have grown up with. It was, in my case, it was either game, it was Games Workshop and then non-hobby stores that had a shelf of Games Workshop stuff. And you were in Thurzle. Yeah, I mean... And in Thurzle, you, you have... Well, we had... We had Jesse Allen's, we had Toy Master, we had yeah, Durham's. Toy Master was where, uh, as, as a young child, they were selling off. I bought with saved up money when I came up to visit my granny up here. I bought up all their stock oh. of metal dogs of war that they were selling off when they stopped. And I got Blood Ooh, Bowl nice. third edition for a tenner. Is that is that the one that you're face. still painting now? <laughs> How many years ago is that? Lost. It's still the same board I'm using, but the models are lost. Really? I thought uh, you were painting them last time I was home. Nicer blood bowl ah, stuff. Fair enough. Because it's not my game's workshop. Their line's been heavily neglected, and other companies are doing fantasy football a lot, a lot better in terms of the models. In terms of the game, blood bowl's fantastic. Yeah, and the PC version mm. is also quite good. Anyway, that gives a bit of sort of background. There really wasn't when we were growing up a lot of hobby shops around. Um, Again, I mean, my first real experience with a games workshop was being planted by my parents while they went for a coffee. And this great guy, I think his name was John, um, came over and showed me how to paint. And I sat there for about six hours in this Carlisle branch of games workshop painting. And that's what really got me into it. And when we got home, we did write off to Games Workshop asking why there wasn't a store nearer, and they never got back, which is a shame because there was a lot of kids back so then who would loved it, and adults. Branch. So staff, staff are important, and we've had genuine, genuinely, generally positive experience with staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say that generally when you go into 
a hobby stall, you're, you're not going to find a rooster. You'll find the quiet ones. Well, you'd hope so. I mean, one thing I, I, I laugh about is every time I've gone into Black Lion previously, the guys I was going in with uh, were all buying magic stuff, and I was the only one who wasn't. And when I went over to the RPG shelf, one of the guys said, finally, someone who's normal. And I just had to like take that in for a second, that even role players sometimes look at Magic the Gathering players and like, who are you? What are Normal you? Normal is a very generous <laughs> word to describe you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Staff aside, one thing that... Physical space. Now, it doesn't need to be a big store. But it needs to be laid out in a way that's accessible, makes sense, and is pleasant. Mm-hmm. Now, that's yeah. where I would maybe... That's where I would knock Black Lion a bit. It's not a bonny store. It also there's it's no natural small. light getting into that store either. They repel, <laughs> to use your word, normal people. <laughs> it repels the normals. Them. There's no natural light. Yeah, it's no it, it's like a dingy basement, um, and in Black Lion's case as well, their stock isn't great either when it comes to board games. Now board games aren't the be all and end all because they've got the. They have got okay. quite a big selection. But it's probably the most visible bit of their stock, if you know what I mean. Book, books, you see the spines. Yeah. That's all. You can tell they're well stocked in that. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, look, lots of nice coloured spines. Wh- where are the green marbly ones? They're the ones I'm looking for. However, the board games are visible, attractive boxes that really should be front and centre. Now, that's something that... Static Games is quite bad for as well. Again, static game, both Static Games and Black Lion are quite accessible. There's not a cluttered store in terms of the floor space. You can get around quite easily. Now, their shelves are very cluttered, but that's fine. That's fine. And much like Black Lion, they've got shelves of books and things, and that's great. But again, it feels dingy. See, I, I can't really comment on that because I'm afraid I, I, as I said, I haven't been into the store. I know where you're talking about. They're not as dingy but I've as never been there myself. Black Lion. They have they have windows that are not Black blocked Lion. off. <laughs> now, natural light. Contrast that with somewhere like it, it's shut down now, but Dundee's Major Arcana. Now it had the advantage that two of its walls were basically windows. So it got a huge amount of natural yeah. light. It, it was open space that shone light onto gaming tables. The gaming tables didn't... Um, that's another advantage. They have gaming tables, whereas the two stores that we've talked about here um, yeah. don't. Don't. They didn't have too many. They weren't in the way. You had a wide, clear path to the product, and they weren't blocking off the counter. And everything yeah. was displayed. Like, I mean... As you're going on your point of role-playing books being sort of seconded just to the spines, they actually did have display copies. They did have major boxes that you could go and have a look at. The one thing that let it down, I think, was it wasn't well known of, and a lot of people just kept referring it to, especially when I was there, was the magic place. And for a non-magic player, it did put you off going because there wasn't, admittedly, there was quite a few board games. There was quite a few. I would say there's. Their stock when it came to board okay, games there was, was a... not stellar. Their <clears throat> stock when it came to RPG books wasn't great either, but was a little bit better. 
their stock when uh, it came to secondhand magic cards and, and magic accessories and card boxes and card sleeves was yeah second and that's to fine number. that's where they got their money that's fine magic keeps a lot of stores going hmm. yeah admittedly I've only just started getting into it I, the other place I've recently gone that I was introduced to by a friend uh, who does listen to the show as well he uh, suggested going to a place called Games Hub I'd heard about it previously as my partner Nicole had talked about it and initially if I, if I admit I was a bit hesitant about going in because where it is it isn't well publicised as where it is it's in a place called Lorston Place or Lorston Gardens I'm afraid I don't have access to it at the minute but it is yeah, it's, it's a nice place. We went in, very clean, very friendly. The staff were having a laugh and a joke, a couple of people on computers. Um, and the guy said, well, if you want to go downstairs and see the board games, we have you know a thousand square feet below, go down and use it. And we went down and the, the, the board games are massive, massive, massive selection. Um, admittedly, it's somewhere that you could go and play role games if you wanted. I believe you can, uh, but don't quote me on that. Um, it is... A nice place, uh, very very friendly staff, and we were we couldn't find a board I'm, game that I'm we wanted at to play. Just now, and uh, again, it's set out well. There aren't too many tables stuffed in there with the board games, and there's a there's a lot of st- uh, tables but behind that as not well. Too many. It's not a cramped space. No, no, no. And you were able to get up. You were admittedly we went on a Friday afternoon, so it was dead quiet we were the only two people in that huge hall but it was nice we went in we were we weren't bothered too much the staff were really friendly yeah. really lovely you know to chat to and what was nice out of it all we we wanted to play a game of magic and they had like a huge box of spares and the guy i was with turned around and said oh we're gonna have to actually build a deck and the guy said nonsense just use one of the starters and we went up at the end and they said well you can just keep that and it was really lovely um, it's got me potentially into something that it's I wouldn't have thought about doing otherwise. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is, because the next thing I looked up was, oh, I should get some card protectors. Oh, I should get a card box. Oh, I should... And I'm going to stop. <laughs> it was it was along those lines of, I've been trapped. I was like, ooh, the Eldritch Horrors is just out. Ooh, the magic... Li-. No. The um, Alexandra that done badly would be again the store that I grew up in which was Games Workshop Falkirk which the staff were fantastic it was always well stocked the people were lovely but the mm. store was basically a long thin cupboard so to actually yeah. get to the stock you had to fight your way through it was people like pushing themselves into the table so you could get behind them and get around them it was that sort of thing and that was how you had to fight your way to the counter to pay for something yeah, uh, and admittedly, that's how the Edinburgh it's a ones basically bit better, set but not out. Much. They've got yeah, but every Games Workshop seems to be the same thing. It's about five steps away from a Costa or a Starbucks, and it's uh, it, they used to have a few more staff in there. A lot of them now are one more uh, one man stores. But I've always felt welcome in there. Every time I go in, they always have a chat, they always have a laugh. But it is, as you say, just basically a giant cupboard. At the end of the day, the biggest. Two more that were really good were when I was in Florida I visited one of one of the branches of Cool Stuff. Now it wasn't one of the bigger branches, but it had t- the whole front three quarters of the store were gaming tables. Just lined up and lined up Gee, and lined up and lined up. Are we talking standard six by four or it's not really for miniatures games. 
it was aimed more at board games and card games, so it was um, similar tables to what we used the club, but with like, black tablecloths over them. And then mm. the back of the store you had a couple shelves, well, long shelves of uh, board games, and then another shelf off to the side with the more collectible things. So your living card mm. games, your um, little party games, little smaller box games, your X-Wing, your Star Trek Attack Wing, all that stuff. Uh, Armada, mm. all that stuff. And that was that was nice. Uh, and then all on the counter, it was all glass top counters with all your um, card boxes and uh, it's like deck boxes, that's what I'm looking for. Deck boxes and card protectors and all that. So it was quite well laid out. The focus was mm. definitely on getting a lot of folk in. I imagine they must get quite busy on a Friday night, for example, for Friday Night Magic. Because <coughs> Magic's quite popular yeah. in the States, anyway. Now, again, my favourite store is Common Ground Games in Stirling. And what their location used to be, before it was a um, gaming store, it was a pool hall. So they've got that massive space mm. that had all the pool tables. So they have racks and racks and racks of yeah. tables. Big um, tables for war games. And some of them are set out, you know, sprayed sort of brown like a desert, some are green, some are... And they've got lots of terrain and lots of scenery. And then they've got some tables that are just sort of nebulas and things for X-Wing, because they host like, mm. regional tournaments and, thing, and things for that. And So that's like, so you go in, and straight ahead of you is the big pool hall. There's not a lot of natural light in there. However, the back wall of that is windows out onto a garden. It's not particularly well kept, but there you go. Then to your left, sorry, left, right, to your right, you, you know, you know, you're you, <laughs> Did you actually have? I was like, I was like your other left. No, my head rings <laughs> on that hand. Right, <laughs> that's what's useful. It's, expen- it's an expensive way to tell your left from your right. Oh, you sure? Don't you know Shut your right. Shut up. Um, wait, you go to your right, <laughs> and then there's the store, and the store is pretty much laid out with shelving, it's fine, it's a store, and then there's a lot of little sort of impulse buy type games at the counter, like Love Letter and Coup and um, stuff like that, and that's why I've got Star Realms actually. And the shelves are laid out, so you've got your, as you come in, the first thing you run into would be your miniatures games, so all of those, um, and they've got quite a range, they've got in most of the ones you'd expect. Then round into the heavier board games, and then it progresses towards lighter board games. So at one end you've got your fancy flights and things, and then at the other end you've got um, Carcassonne, Dominion, Catan. So it's good. And then you've also got a wee section that has two other wee shelves, one of which is Mantic product, and the other is uh, the RPG section, which isn't huge, but it's grown quite a lot in the past couple of years. And then you go a little bit further along and you've got a cafe. And the cafe will serve you things either in the store, where there's some tables, or there's a hatch through into the gaming hall so you can have food in there. Alright. I know, last to- uh, talking of stuff like catering, I do find it kind of nice sometimes in certain stores, if you've got the space, to also have that. Some stores obviously can't offer that kind of level of service, but the, the, the one I think of instantly in that regard would be something like hit sixes to hits See, I've, ne- I've never been there, um, I know the guys who ran they... it I used to go to Seswick with them uh, South East Scotland, Scotland War Games mm. Club 
Yeah, admittedly, I was introduced to it by uh, a friend of ours, uh, a friend called Dave, um, and went in there and they just set up uh, a new store on Bread Street. They were producing in the basement mm. of a cafe or something like that. Um, nice bunch of guys. I unfortunately haven't gone in there for months. I think since last Claymore, just been so busy. But they were opening up a little cafe. You know, you could get your bacon rolls or whatever was available. Um, but they were they were really nice, really friendly guys. Uh, we just got in there after Claymore, got a couple of games of Halo in because that was new. Um, and it was actually really nice and went to the pub afterwards with a few of the guys from there and a few guys from Spartan um, also another great lot go, of guys did you go to Claymore this year? Um, but yeah well, since it's not until the 6th ah. of August no are you going to are you going to Claymore <laughs> this year? Uh, yeah I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be going to Claymore this year mainly because it's, it falls on a Saturday it's nice and convenient for me uh, I will try and take my partner along um but if not, I will go with a couple of friends. Um, I found it really nice last year. I actually got the Black Powder uh, Foundry, I think they are, Black, which I haven't Black got the book Powder to hand. Um, by... I was. I've got them behind me somewhere. It's not. A I foundry. think it is Foundry or Wargate. Keep talking. I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was talking to this guy for ages, and he kept on trying to sell me a book on Zulus, and I, I was just so tired and so out of it and somehow we got talking about uh, Warlord that's it thank you um, shout yeah, out to Warlord got, they're, they're got awesome Hale, guys I've and got Hail Caesar this guy and I've gave, got um, but, this guy, um, oh with the World War 2 one uh, sorry, got Bolt Action yeah I've got, uh, I've got the Black Powder one for Napoleon uh, not Napoleonic for Zulu and I'd been talking to this guy and my mate had mentioned it was my birthday in a couple of weeks and wanted to know if he how much it was so he could buy it and this guy just turned around and gave us the book and said happy birthday and it was really nice we didn't ask him for it we weren't trying well, to next time, like we were the guy was just re- <laughs> yeah I'll just go up and be like yo <laughs> what's next for you we've covered the physical space we've covered um, the staff um, stock is vital in any any store like that if you don't have the stock <laughs> there was a store I did go into admittedly it was uh, you remember how you discussed in a store that isn't really a hobby store but kind of just has that one shelf and it was in Dingwall and I can't for Dingwall. the life of me remember what the Dingwall can't for the life of me remember what the store is called the staff weren't really interested unless you were buying something for a gun or a fishing rod or something like that and as an 11 year old child trying to find at the time something to do with Lord of the Rings and the staff just basically being like look if it's not on the shelf go away kind of thing it really did put you off and I've never actually been back um, just because it made you feel so awkward and the stock wasn't there they weren't keeping up to date they were falling behind they were they were moaning to customers about this that and the other admittedly that was god almost 15 years ago but um it's one of those things that does stick the in your mind. Thing that you can get quite lucky with those shops because, for example, in mm. Haddington, there was a store called Mike's Bikes, and although it was a bike shop, they had a couple of shelves of um, Games Workshop stuff and other bits and bobs there and then, and. The guy there was actually really good, but 
a big part of that was he, he was also one of the guys who ran the local games club. So Extra although his main business wasn't that, his main business was bikes, he still, um, it, was an, it was an interest of his and he was able to really help. So that was quite good. <clears throat> Stock can also mean different things depending on the store. <clears throat> so for example, in places like the um, Cool Stuff Inc, in places like Common Ground and Stirling, Stock means having a wide choice of games, having what you want when you go in, and both of, yeah. and having a replenishable stock as well. Yeah, I imagine for a big store like well. that. For example, I was worried that they were out of stock of a book after I saw like two folk in front of me go and take the two last two off the shelf and go and buy the. It was the last Malifaux book. I was like, "Yep, thank you." <laughs> Twitch, so you're Malifaux just like, "Ha ha, champion!" <laughs> Again, because I don't live in Stirling anymore, um, <laughs> I would spend so much time there. I'd love to see how the actual... From what the guy tells me, they're actually quite busy. They've got a lot of events on. They're busy most nights. Um, it'd be fantastic. But just not something like that up here, though. I'm in the, I'm in the extreme highlands. Except you have, you, have, you have to give credit for Durrans for what it does, though. He does... Uh, he oh, does but, replenish Games Workshop stock. He does have other, other model stuff. And admittedly, he's very good to the local club. I mean, he, he does a good discount yeah, and for again, the local club as well. Stuff, he's fantastic as well. Oh, yeah, and his recommendations are yeah, always really, really to good. Have, just by sheer coincidence, actually, the box of the brand of World War II soldiers that I quite like, which is uh, Victory Miniatures. Yeah, they're oh, Victory's actually quite though, nice. So it's quite uncommon to find them, so I was quite delighted. Usually, usually when I want to buy them, I go to Wonderland Games, uh, Wonderland Models in Edinburgh. I'm afraid I'm not too familiar with that. I live in Edinburgh, oh, and yeah, I'm still Lothian discovering road. new places. I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'll get it's there eventually. Stuff, <laughs> lot, it's not got a lot of sort of wargamey type things, um, but it does have mm. sort of scale models and things. It's more that sort of place, but they do victory miniatures. Yeah, yeah that's not too bad. I used to make my own lead soldiers as well. I used to use a website called Prince August. Um, don't know if any model gamers will recognise that name, but they used to buy a few moulds off there for 25mm Napoleonics and sit with my dad in a very cold garage and mm. make lead soldiers, which was kind of cool. <laughs> Although hot lead burns like hell. <laughs> so on stores, I mean, I would say that in the past few years, if you look at places like mm. Games Hub that you've mentioned in Edinburgh, if you look at places like Common Ground and Stirling, we're seeing as and it's unfortunate it's come at the expense of another company but as as Games Workshop sort of influence kind of wanes a little bit we and also people become more interested in tabletop games board games um, role playing games rather than just miniatures games we're seeing a lot more of these shops pop up and it's really nice I think it's also because role playing games along with stuff to do with board games, tabletop miniatures, you name it, is becoming I wouldn't say mainstream but it's, it's certainly not as cliquey as it used to be. Yeah, I mean people, like I've even read on people's blogs that you wouldn't even assume could read let alone play a board game that, I'm back here. no, come on there are some people yeah, there are some people you read a blog of and you're like, oh my god, they managed to spell the word uh, and without it, three um, A's yeah, um, uh, those of us in glass houses. Hey, I'm dyslexic. I'm allowed to spell things. I meant, things us, with three I meant A's us in general. I, I wasn't picking on you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, it's 
it's nice to see at the same time it's interesting to see how mainstream it is becoming with um, stuff like a lot of people would assume board games uh, uh, would mean the classics you know Monopoly, Cluedo that kind of stuff but the amount of people I hear now talking about Betrayal at House on the Hill, I would, Risk, I would say that Diplomacy Risk falls into all that mainstream yeah. classics thing if it, get, if uh, it gets yeah, sold at Smith's as Toys it's it. probably a, you know yeah, as soon as I said and it, I realised the always sat a lot um, outside of that. Yeah, but at the same time, it's nice to see these different games, like Flux, uh, for instance. My missus, you'll know. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's it's a gateway board game. Like, even you have to admit, when we uh, when you got it for me originally, three years ago now, two years ago. Yeah, um, it's the it's a gateway game. Like we had Nicole play it, and she didn't initially want to play board games, but um, she quite enjoyed the Cthulhu one. We play it on our own sometime. Uh, another one is Gloom. I like Gloom. And these are nice little gateway ones. I do, but I, it's trying to find a group that it actually gels with. You know what I mean? It, oh, there yeah, are the game has potential triggers as well. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now we said that stock can mean different things for different shops, and we gave the example of the ones that rely on having a lot of new stock. Now you can contrast that with places like Static Games and Black Lion Games, where a big part of their business seems mm. to be reselling stock. So, I mean, you and yeah. I have both used uh, Black Lion Games for second-hand books. Mm. Uh, in my case, and I think yours as well, it was Lord of Darkness titles. Yeah. Like I recently picked up Kindred of the East, which is uh, a game I'll be hopefully discussing on uh, a blog soon, uh, which is the sort of, as it suggests, the vampires of Asia, set in um, the it's World not, of Darkness universe. And game. this it's not a solid game, but it is certainly interesting, even if you only use it as a reference. I picked up basically a virtually brand new copy for nine pounds, <laughs> it's um. Myself, my it was then was it was good for about I want to say four pound each, maybe three fifty. Um, all three volumes of the Chicago Chronicles, and then for about ten, maybe twelve pound, the Guide to the Sabbat, and then for eight okay. or nine pound, the Harvesters. Book for New World of Darkness. Yeah, that was that mm. was a good wee uh, haul. Yeah, I mean there are things in there, and every time I go and he looks and he's just like, I take it World of Darkness. I was like, I come in here too too, too mm. much. <laughs> That's um, maybe a topic for another day as well as sort of secondhand books. Yeah, um, I think that was supposed to be my next no, article. Never. never got round to writing it just because. I know. Speaking of World of Darkness, we'll come to that at the end of it. Our next one. We'll come to that though. Is there anything yeah. else you want to say on stores? I think maybe just finish off with maybe what's your favourite store and why? At the minute, <coughs> just for the sheer thing that I haven't been in it, uh, I've gone in it more regularly. It has to be Black Lion for me. I love going in there and I know it's, as we were saying, quite a dark wee store. There's, you I know, will say a, that I do outside love the realm book of... section. And that's what keeps me going there because it is fantastic. And even their new section, okay, admittedly it's not. The, the greatest selection the, the, what I like going in there oh, for the, is the, the fact they're book, friendly 
they they know when to go and talk to you. They know when to just leave you alone. For their books as well. They are yeah. a bookshop. They are fantastic as a bookshop. Oh yeah. Anyway, go on. No, no. I'd also say Games Workshop in Edinburgh. I, I love going in there. The guys are absolutely fantastic. So I can't really complain. Every time I've had a day off, they kind of know I'm going to go in anyway. <laughs> and they held a couple items back for me on occasion when I couldn't pick it up due to work. They would hold it on until, you know, I got paid or they'd try and hold it. And that was really nice of them. One that gets an honourable mention for me is Wayland's Forge in Birmingham. That was quite a nice one as well. However, um, I, found, I found the staff and maybe some other customers to be a little bit cliquish and to be quite loudly having quite potentially divisive or inappropriate or whatever conversations. Yeah, that, that, that's one thing that does put me off stores is not so much the cliqueiness, but when you walk in and you're hearing about someone's weekend or something like that, yeah. and it, it's getting borderline, not even it's disrespectful, just, just save it, that save said, it for outside. fantastic, fantastic stock of board games, fantastic stock of miniatures, including some lines that you don't really see in many stores, um, which is also an advantage that Static Games has, but I'll come to that in a minute. You've got a fantastic book section, an excellent second-hand book section, with a lot of good stuff. Mm. Really nice store. The Static Games in Glasgow was also really good. It was the first hobby store other than Games Workshop I ever went to, um, and I really, really liked it. It was... Again, their book section is fantastic, and the fact that they've got miniatures that you don't often see <laughs> elsewhere, they've still got some Rackham stuff that they're selling off. They've got Reaper Rackham. stuff, which in the UK isn't that common. They've got... I've never actually seen a Reaper. store that stocks that, so that's quite Yeah, incredible. they've got a huge amount, but they've got some. Yeah. And it just... It's and better than nothing, though, mate. ...that you wouldn't expect. It's nice. But, again, the best one, and I keep harping on about it because they are just fantastic, is Common Ground and Stirling. The guy who runs it really nice, really helpful you can go in there for a day basically now you mentioned um, it came to workshops and stuff that tend to be near cafes and that's great this one's not near that so having the food and having the food available and the coffee and so, so on available is really important you can basically spend a day there just go in, hire a go, it, no, it, it, it traps strong. you you can go in, hire a table <laughs> for a day eat there Play to your heart's content. Yeah. It's fantastic. Good stock of games. Some RPGs. Loads of miniatures. And I've never seen the place empty. Which is what you want. Well, that's yeah. also encouraging as well. Like, my dad used to say about cafes when we used to travel a lot. If you see trucks stop at a place, you know it's good. It's kind of similar with bo- uh, role-playing games or gaming stores, sorry. That if you see a lot of people in there, you'll see it. I went to Black Lion. I actually met a guy who wrote a large amount of the... Dust the dust book for Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. Really? Nice. Last time I was in there I got harassed for choosing a bad book. You make a lot of poor choices. Uh, no, sorry, my friend got harassed. I I do. It's it's called life though. So that's pretty much our thoughts on gaming stores. Um yeah, and we'd like to hear your thoughts on it as well. So you can either send it in to Blue Peter, BBC. Uh, They'll get it. They'll actually well get you can... What the hell is this? I, I, know. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Just, <laughs> just send a badge back to them. <laughs> Do we give them the blue one or the green one? The blue one or the green I always wanted... I literally, as a kid, I sent in everything to Blue Peter. 
I never, I never once got a blue badge. Do you know what was so annoying when they changed the presenters? I used to love watching it when I came home from school. And then they changed the presenters, and I was like, no, nah, 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 I've grown up. Man. I have never in my they, life they, seen they build it. Not, uh, I'll reword. <sighs> I will reword that. I will. Some of it's only. I will reword that. I've never seen more than five minutes of blue. I've never been able to stand more than five minutes of blue, Peter. Really? Well, Just then you were dumb. Kid. It was great. Letting that hang there. Thanks. thanks you aren't dumb. You just thanks. like. You just. It, it, <laughs> shut up. Anyway, like next child. Time, <laughs> one. Um, the topic we're going to discuss, I think, is quite timely given that we've just started the series on uh, a, a primer series on um, Lord of Darkness, both old and new. Is an episode all about yeah. World of Darkness, both old and new, where we're going to discuss yeah. basically old World of Darkness versus the new. And because Alex went into convulsions when I suggested otherwise, he's going to take the old World of Darkness. I would say convulsions, more sort of like D and D third three point five edition, foaming at the foaming at the mouth. D and D three point five was huh? fine. That's what I was saying. Oh, sorry, I, I was saying you, a berserker rage you, as described. I thought you were dissing it. I thought you were dissing it. I like. I'm not a D and D fan. Shut up! No, I love D and D three point five. It's four. I don't really I'm like. Not a fan. I mean, um, no, it's it, for me. It was. Um, uh, it, it, I wasn't ever going to agree that New World of Darkness beats Old World. I, I let's save it for. I like some it of it. I dislike. Of it. So that's why I've chosen the old style, and that's why this debate, we do want your input as well. So, like, sub- sub- subscribe, that, comment. Yeah, subscribe. Um, draw us something. Send again to Blue Peter at BBC House. Um, if we could even get a mention by the BBC, that would be incredible. And uh, <laughs> stop sending your drawings to this address. It's all just penises. We have no affiliation. So many. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't even have a signature. It's just a big one on the t- uh, on the plate. Leave it plate. That. Um, commit, commit. Yeah, I'm too tired to make you commit on the cool. plate. So in terms of um, um, the blog, there's a recent post since last time we posted. Now, there's not been much um, since I was on holiday and Alex is lazy. So it's, Alex it's had been. things going on, man. I've had I've I've got a brand new okay. job. So since last time well. there was a post by Andrew, um, which I've just realised I'm going to go and edit because he's misspelled the title. Is <laughs> <laughs> the teacher comes out? Andrew hit him. He's not your teacher don't, anymore. Don't. Um, <laughs> in, there we go. Are you actually I correcting have, it now? Finish up the damn blog before you start me. doing that. <laughs> It's fine. The rest of the, the actual article is fine. It was just I didn't yeah. notice that. Anyway, finding inspiration um, on a comic series called Planetary. Now it's not a series that I had ever heard of. Had you heard of Planetary? I can't say I have. Uh, I'm well, not a big comic reader though. Sort of you know. put in is quite interesting. The tone seems interesting and self-aware almost. Yeah. It, it, oh god, it, they're coming it alive. It's quite cool. But, yeah. And I like the sort of that he draws on his own experience, um, saying that 
Well, maybe GURPS would be fine because it has lots of options, but on the other hand, he's never played GURPS, so he doesn't really know. So we're going to look at Fate, which he has played, because I, I ran a game of that. And, yeah, yeah. It, it's a really good article. It's illustrated really well. He's picked out lots of good sort of images from the, from the comic. And then the other article since then was the introduction to the World of Darkness Primer that um, I'm putting together. Uh, the first, the, ne- the first main, main bit of which will be a general outline of the old World of Darkness, and then the one after that will be Vampire, then Werewolf, then Mage, then Wraith, then Changeling, then Hunter, then Mummy, then Demon, then Orpheus. This debate's going to be fun because I, I will be along the lines of all the ones I thought were old World of Darkness yeah. are actually new. Um, the thing about old world, old world of Darkness is it kind of sprang up as a sort of way to tie together all these other games. Yeah. Meanwhile, New World of Darkness was from the ground up one system. That's why you can do crossovers a lot easier in the New World of Darkness, whereas in the Old World of Darkness there's a lot of inconsistencies. I mean, the verse is still the same, so if, you, if you're one of those people who can just get away with the verse rather than conversion, that's fine. It's also the fact that but... religion in the second one as well. And, cause... But religion never played a major part, and that's something Actually, we are going to have to have a debate on. This before, but if you think about it, if you think about it, in... why is hmm. there any doubt about the vampire creation myth and about there can be no such thing as an agnostic monster in all world of darkness when there are yes they can no when there are literal demons walking around foreign angels who actually saw the creation of the world yeah but there's also vampires werewolves whatever that don't believe in that in the game okay is there and is basically taken from the point of do you remember that bit in the Bible where well, somebody killed somebody else? From no, there, everything else true. <laughs> the angels and demons are... It's ignored. From this extra... It's Star Earth. Machine. Yeah, from this extraterrestrial intelligence, the God Machine. I mean, that's a good wee preview of the next episode. At the moment, I'm thinking... Yeah, and we would appreciate you supporting each side. So if you leave a comment saying what you initially support on this one so if you are a old world of darkness fan like myself and then after listening to the debate realize that the new world of darkness sucks and you're going to stay with that that's fine keep that keep that um uh, but yeah or do leave a comment think, do let us know if it you is think that someone feedback. can hold an argument better when they know the name of the game they're talking about you can support me oh that's low i i, I have i have issues mate my my memory's okay. as short as anything so, <laughs> so this has been our episode on shops, what makes a good get, what makes a good hobby store, what we've seen that's worked, what we've seen that's not, some of our favourite stores. Anyway, have a good one guys. Bye. You've been listening to No Rerolls Radio. Check out our blog at norerolls.co.uk. One hopes to see you again soon.